Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Why are you like so eager to get rid of them? Didn't like we didn't we want them? They're gonna be gone soon enough. No, I, I'm not paying for ice skating camp. Okay, there it is. Honesty, finally. It's your money. What? No, that's not what I said at all. It went on like that. He tore through her for her lack of participation in the kids' lives. She went straight for his masculinity, like it was an artery. Yours? That's how you're thinking? Okay, thank you. I know you find a way to turn it back to me. No, actually, I'm just asking a question, Toby. It's an honest question. Can I get Instagram? Everyone has it. No, we've answered this before. No social media until you're 13. Everyone. Hannah, you don't even have a phone. It's not good for kids and anxiety. Your brain is still developing, all right? Don't talk about it. Excuse me. We've already talked about it, okay? How about my anxiety that everybody is always on it and leaving me out? She has a point. Right, that's uh, a, Fle- a Fleischman is in trouble. All episodes now streaming on Disney Plus. James Dempsey joins us uh, once again. Uh, so, is this Jesse Eisenberg being Jesse Eisenberg? Um, yes and no, I suppose. Yes, in the sense that I actually think he is exceptionally well cast in this. Mm. So this uh, this debuted in the US, I think, in December, and obviously we're getting it now in February. And it is based on a novel written by Taffy Brodesser Ackner, who I hadn't heard of either. But in fairness to her, I should have, because she's a very prolific award-winning um, profile writer. That's kind of how she cut her teeth as a journalist. And she wrote the novel, Fleischman is in Trouble, and has adapted it herself into uh, the drama. And I will say, you know, when a writer adapts their own work, there is, and you know, particularly it is a novel that is, it's about like Upper East Side, wealthy Jewish American you know, middle upper middle class people. Mm. And uh, when a writer adapts their own work, it can be very difficult for them to sacrifice their darlings, right? And, you know, what we heard in the clip there was a good example of this show in that it is driven by narration. Narration from Lizzie Kaplan, who will also become relevant in our next show as well today. But um, it's so rare that narration works so exceptionally well. Like, I mean, I really was enjoying every second of this just every I loved it from like the first scene right okay. like it was just how how perfectly uh, paced it was how clever it was how funny it was how likable it was if you have you know if you enjoyed like the white lotus's take on kind of you know wealth and power and relationships and dynamics i mean it's maybe not as directly awkward or funny as the White Lotus but it is in that kind of vein so I would seek it out so the reason why I think Jesse Eisenberg is very well cast is everyone is really well cast in this the show moves around in its timeline it is about Toby Fleischman who is a 41 year old doctor living in New York City nephrologist and uh he has just had a very acrimonious divorce. What is a nephrologist? Uh, kidneys, I think. Okay, right, okay. And, <laughs> and um, he has had a very acrimonious divorce from Claire Danes, who is his estranged wife, Rachel. Mm. And one day in the summertime, uh, she drops off their two kids a, a day early to his new bachelor pad, where he is very much enjoying his new bachelor estate, and goes off on a yoga retreat to then fall off the face of the earth and no one can find her and no okay. one knows where she is and it's all about the complexities that this brings to his life. And the show is narrated by Lizzie Kaplan who people, uh, if they don't know her name, they will recognise her as Janice Ian from Mean Girls and a million other things since then. Um, she is Rachel who is Toby's teenage friend and then 
uh, adult friend <laughs> mm. uh, who uh, whose relationship their relationship sort of um, petered out while he was married and since he got divorced they have sort of found a new they have rekindled their friendship okay. along with Adam Brody who people will know from the OC who is the third of their trio as Seth and um, the and Brodessa Ackner when she was casting this she deliberately she said she, she went out of her way to cast Claire Danes Jesse Eisenberg Lizzie Kaplan and uh, Adam Brody because they were all, you know, for like millennials, uh, for vintage millennials of my vintage anyway, these are all people we watched when we were very young teenagers Mm. on TV in other things. And now we have seen them, you know, maybe they're not, I don't know if Jesse Eisenberg is quite middle-aged yet, but uh, he certainly is, I think he's aged up slightly in this. It's very intriguing to see this bouncing back between him as a sort of very like as a 20 something to now as a f- very early 40 something and that works really well in the drama the whole thing is very clever because it's all about the breakdown of their marriage but also about the kind of shifting understanding of that right so we have we have uh, Rachel as our narrator who at the beginning is completely and utterly on Toby's side because he's her friend, right? Yeah. And we, therefore, as the audience, are completely on his side. We're getting his version of the story. We're getting his version of how, you know, his wife is this... I mean, his wife has that angry... Bob haircut, right? That oh, indicates, wow. you know, yeah. divorce her, right? Yeah. <laughs> and take custody of the kids, right? Like yeah. it was, it's all just messy, right? In in the version we're getting, and the more we move into the show, um, like the you know the 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 more we learn, like you know, we even heard in that clip there, right? She's talking about their son going to camp and not wanting to send him to ice skating camp, right? Mm. And you're sort of like, it's all this, you know, questioning of of its validity and blah, blah, blah. And then in the third episode, we see that like, they have these multiple dates where they're ice skating. So it's not, you know, like it's it's just very clever in how it plays with your expectations and subverts them. So yeah, it's great. I really liked it. Uh, Right, okay. So that's it. So is is, is it a bit, I can't remember the name of that film, but the film about the couple getting divorced where you kind of had your... Marriage story? Marriage story, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. And where where neither of them is wrong and and like... And where, you know, their relationship is much more complex and interesting and human, of course. Um, I mean, it is more broadly comedic than Marriage Story, right? And like, certainly there are big laughs and, and, uh, and because it's, because the story, the the kind of the linear path of the plot is more opinion driven rather than plot driven, right? So like the version... It's a bit more like the affair, you know that okay, um, yeah. you know, that that show where we were getting slightly different versions of the same story, right? That's kind of what we're getting here because we're getting first Toby's version and then later on the narrative shifts slightly and we get uh, his wife's version and we get a version, you know, we get even Rachel be, being a more prolific character than she has been previously. It all moves around in this very interesting way and mm. but it's all just it's just classy, right? Like it just looks great. It's very entertaining. Uh, it's funny it's really well acted like you know Jesse Eisenberg is kind of an interesting figure because he's supposed to be playing this you know he's playing this hot commodity right like he's this newly single 40 something uh, you know guy who's really enjoying apps for Mm. the first time and like it's kind of interesting to watch him because he's not like a hunk right like you know he's not not this like matinee idol Mm. right he's like a character actor right which is that quote unquote normal looking right (laughs) or worse right and um um, and like he plays up really like, but yet he's an actor who always has this kind of sense of like simmering rage, like ready to yeah. explode. So and, and that is 
yeah, look, I'm I'm rhapsodic here. I really yeah. like. Okay, just go say. <laughs> and and but, but Rachel's disappearance in the first episode is this. Does this form part of the story arc? As it well? does. Yeah. Yes. Now this is not like a true crime thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like her yeah. disappearance is not that she winds up dead wrapped yeah. in plastic. Right. That's not like spoiler alert. That's not going to happen. She reappears not too far into the show. Um. But but that is the essential kind of dramatic hook upon which yes. all of his troubles emerge. Okay, sounds interesting. Right, Party Down is our next show. New episodes of season three are streaming weekly on Lionsgate Plus. Here's a clip. Did you listen to the Dolphins yet? I, I have, but... Come on, let's go do it right now then. Um, I don't think I can. They're such smart animals. Did you know dolphins can change a baby's diapers underwater? I don't think that's true at all. And there's a mug I want you to come see. A mug? It's a stallion, and it's on his back legs. And he's roaring, and he says, follow your dreams to the max. Amen. Well, I I would love to do that with you, Bobby, but I promised Ron I wouldn't screw around today. I know. You know what? That's what your problem is. You've got those, like, kind eyes. And you know what, Henry? Nice guys finish last. When I auditioned for Cannonball Run 2, do you know what I did to the girl that I was up against? I don't know if I want to know. I hit her with my car. Your car? And it felt right. A car? Wait, wasn't that Constance? People well, working professionally like we talked about? Yeah, yeah, no, I know, Ron. And this is when you tell Ron to shove it up his big because you got to go look at a mug. Right, I suppose my first question is, what's Lionsgate Plus? (laughs) Lionsgate Plus is actually um, a rebranding of an app that was, up until a couple of months ago, called Stars, S-T-A-R-Z, which is another streaming service. Now, is this a point, like, you know, okay, there's a lot of... Isn't Stars on Disney or on one one of them? So, Stars with... One S only yeah. is uh, stars with one S and a Z yeah. has been rebranded as Lionsgate Plus, which I think is probably to do with the fact that Star. I don't know if it is Stars or Star, but Star is like in oh. European and rest of the world Disney Plus, essentially Hulu, right? Yeah. Okay, um, which is messy. Right? Yes, but basically. Uh, it costs for an annual subscription for Lionsgate Plus. Not that I'm listen. I'm getting no p- kickbacks on this. <laughs> it is like forty eight ninety nine or something. So it is a cheap and cheerful, uh, okay. you know, streamer because it doesn't have an awful lot of original content. It had Gaslight, the show with uh, Julia Roberts, a few months ago. It um, is the only place where you can legally stream in Ireland. Uh, Station Eleven, the really fantastic um, right, yes. post apocalyptic yeah. virus show. Okay, because I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I thought that was an Apple TV Plus. No, that so that actually is made by HBO Max. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I don't know how things. I look. I don't know how things that are made by HBO Max don't end up on Sky because Sky has like a deal with HBO. Mm. I don't understand if the Max is the important part right. or not, right? But that's where that one ended up. Um, and this is where this has ended up. And Party Down was originally made by stars in the US. So mm. it, it, you know, at least there's some understanding of that. And season one, I think, came out in 2010, maybe 2009. Season two, the following year, they are two 10-episode seasons created by um, Rob Thomas, who's probably best known for Veronica Mars, uh, and Paul Rudd, who originally starred in the pilot and was due to star in the show when something happened, and instead was replaced by Adam Scott, who you will know from many things, Mm -hmm. including Severance and uh, Parks and Recreation. When the show was cancelled, he jumped ship 
and went to Parks and Recreation actually. It also starred uh, Lizzie Kaplan who is the yes. aforementioned narrator. Jane Lynch is in the first eight episodes of the first season and then she was cast in Glee so she's gone <laughs> from that point. And it is this cult hit, right? So it is about... So it's quite old this Oh, thing. it's really yeah. old. So yeah. now it has come back for a third season after a 12-year hiatus, yeah. right? And it is like a cult show. It is, you know, it's like one of these beloved comedies that nobody watched and then people discovered after the fact, right? Yeah. Like uh, Happy Endings is another one of those. And I am still have my fingers crossed that 12 years later we'll get a fourth season of that one. But it's about a, a group of cater waiters in Los Angeles. So it is essentially a workplace comedy, right? Built around a new episode each week in which they're catering a new event. So you have things like a disastrous Sweet 16 party, a pitch for investors. Uh, like in the first episode of the third season, which came out last Friday, takes place obviously 12 years later in which one of the original cater waiters, Ryan Hansen, who is best known for Veronica Mars, uh, he has now been cast as a superhero and it's his celebratory po- party. And it is... So I came really late to this. I've known what it is because it is this famous cult show. Mm. If anyone, like, it's, you know, the kind of calling card of it is they all go around in these white shirts and pink bow ties. If you've ever seen a picture of Adam Scott in a pink bow tie, it's from this show. And he's Henry Pollard, who is this kind of, uh, he was a on-the-rise actor who got cast in a, a beer commercial that had him constantly saying the line, are we having fun yet? So everyone is constantly <laughs> saying to him, are we having fun yet? And obviously he's down on his luck. His career is faded. He's back to cater waitering and everything is a bit maudlin. It's an interesting thing, I think, to actually kind of jump into a cult show 10 years later when you haven't you know, drank the Kool-Aid, right? Because, like, I was quite surprised by it. You know, it is much darker and racier and foul mouth than I was ever expecting. I mean, <laughs> there's an episode where they're catering like uh, awards for adult film stars <laughs> that includes full frontal male nudity and female nudity in uh, vast quantities that I really just was like, oh, right, okay, that's where we're going. <laughs> um, the humour is, it is very, very funny and it, it's, it stars every comedian you have ever seen on a TV show ever because... Because, I guess, of the nature of it, it's made by all these Hollywood people who say to their friends, oh, look, will you be in this one episode? And they go on and do it. So every episode is full of really famous people or people who have who are on the rise and have gone on to, you know, mega stardom, right? And do they appear as themselves? No, no. Uh, Some do. uh, Yeah, some do. So, for well, I mean, like George Takei appears as himself. But like, you know, the list of cameos from the first two seasons are Kevin Hart, uh, Ken Jeong, Kristen Bell, Josh Gad, J.K. Simmons, George Takei. George Takei okay. being the only one who plays himself. So it was this cult hit, as I said, that nobody watched. It got cancelled. And then really what happened was three years ago during the pandemic, Vulture, which is like a website for New York magazine, brought the cast back together for like an online thing. And they had such a good time that they decided, oh, let's try and make six more episodes, which are now going to come out week after week after week. Right. Is it worth getting Lionsgate Plus just to watch this? I mean, you can get a week subscription and you'll like maybe wait five weeks and, in a, you know, you yeah, can get a week yeah. subscription and you'll be able to watch all 26 episodes because they're only half an hour each. It is very funny and you'll have built your knowledge of a cult favourite. Yeah. But no, yeah, but even at that, it sounds like by the time you found it, your, your headache is <laughs> well, that's true. your head is split and so much you won't want to watch anything. Uh, right. So at the same time, that's uh, that's two from two so far. Our, our third show is New Money. You can stream all three episodes on the RTE player. Here's a clip. 
There's definitely uh, money to be made in the sneaker culture in Ireland. The likes of Nike and Adidas and these wouldn't be making much money off something. They wouldn't be making any money off this, really. It's the resellers that are making all the money. My son is inside on his own table, um, Limerick Kicks, and he's 15. So he's got a few grand's worth of shoes inside there on the table. He's already told me he's made like six or seven sales, you know? It's American culture, but we're always 10 years behind. We opened an Abercrombie store in 2012, you know? Like, people don't even buy shoes to wear them anymore, especially the, the exclusive shoes, the Jordans, you know? I think it's a shift in, or a new generation, considering what a commodity is. Previous generations may have thought of commodities of wine or art, and people now think of commodities in sneakers. Right, okay, so this is more... Is it reality television or just kind of following people starting businesses? You know, sometimes when I'm doing the slot and I desperately need to find a third show, yeah. <laughs> I turn to the RT player as their only like regular viewer and I find the native content that is built there and I think, thank God, something new has come out, right? And this is, it, like, it's like it's tailor-made for me to talk about, right? It is, um, it's a three-part little documentary series. The episodes are only about 17 minutes long. Okay. Now, why they don't just piece them together into one single episode and just put it on RT1, I don't know, I but I don't understand the vagaries of the RT player. And I kind of went in with extremely low expectations, right? This is called New Money. It's kind of billed as a, a slice of pie documentary series, in uh, a slice of life is what I meant to say, a documentary series exploring um, different entrepreneurs who have found novel ways of making money. And when I say novel, you know, one of them is uh, like a, a, well, it it was billed as professional gaming, which is really not that novel in industry Mm -hmm. in 2023. One is uh, um, like a, uh, I should say, well, they they keep using the word sneaker, sneaker all the time. It's runner to me, but you know what I mean, right? Trainers, let's go, uh, (laughs) let's go neutral, right? A trainer designer who, uh, her name is Barbara Bennett. She hand paints pairs of Nike runners. I, the only thing, I, the only question I really want to know is what does Nike think about this, right? Because yeah. she's reselling all these. I mean, they're beautiful. I'll give her mm. that. But like, I'm kind of like, well, you didn't make them. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. And then the third guy is a, a Nigerian Irish guy named Shalom Osiadi who is a, a like a, a cryptocurrency broker of okay. some kind. Now, those three things in and of themselves aren't particularly revelatory to mm. me, right? Um, but I thought the documentary was by rights, much better than it needed to be, right? Each part was very well, like, beautifully shot, really nicely edited, good music. The interviews were funny at times and interesting. The first episode, which we heard the clip from there, included more sneaker bros than I realised this country had. And it was quite um, eye-opening to see how burgeoning an industry that is. I mean, I knew, like, I, you know, you know, ages ago I did... Um, Jeff Goldblum's version of the world or whatever it's called mm. on, on Disney Plus and the, he has a whole episode about sneakers so I knew like runners trainers <laughs> he, he I knew so I knew that this was a thing like, yeah. I mean I knew that that was a thing but like to see you know these people saying selling pairs of Nike Air Max for like 2,000 euros uh, is really interesting right? yeah, yeah. and the characters are I mean <laughs> they're a little Americanized, and look American vernacular has certainly infected my speech as well how can it not but like it's kind of interesting to see these characters who you know could be walking around LA walking around the RDS right yeah. now the other parts are uh, second part is probably the, the least interesting which is the gaming one there it follows a man named Ben Finnegan, who's like a an agent for 
professional gamers which mm. you know and certainly it was novel and interesting to see that kind of aspect of it rather than gamers themselves the third one follows uh, Shalom as he goes back to Nigeria which is a country it, described in the show anyway as as like a new you know a new hotspot for cryptocurrency and I did think it was interesting that they you know they they followed the through line of the you know the environmental damage of of crypto mining and all that mm. kind of stuff they they packed an awful lot in to three seventeen minute episodes. I just don't understand why they kind of buried them on the RT player. Yeah. You know? Okay. Right. That's uh, three excellent recommendations <laughs> for this week. Fleischman is in trouble. All episodes now streaming on Disney Plus. Party down. New episodes of season three streaming weekly on Lionsgate Plus. Uh, plus new money. Stream all three episodes right now on the RT player. James Dempsey, thanks a million. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.